ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 Purpose Girls. I cannot believe it's almost 2020. Like, I don't want to incite fear in anyone. People are like, oh my God, only 20 days left. It's not that. It's more like, wow, it's a whole new decade. And this number is so cool. Like 2020 vision, clarity, like a whole new opportunity to decide who we're going to be, to choose how we're going to show up, to live our purpose. Like 2020, this is amazing. And so today's episode of the Purpose Girl podcast is all about setting yourself up for success in 2020. And I don't mean the kind of success that's like you're going to get a promotion unless that's what you really desire. I mean the kind of success that's like full on, full body, full joy, full purpose success. The kind of success where you can look back in December of 2020, when it's almost 2021, and you can say, wow, I am so proud of myself wow, I really had a fun year. Wow, I really felt good this year. Wow, I really went for some of my dreams this year. Wow, it wasn't all easy. There were a lot of difficult moments. I'm so proud of myself for being resilient. You know, the kind of year where you look back and you're like, yeah, this year, I really took care of me. This year, I really decided that I wasn't going to let any excuses, any old stories, any stale self-doubt, any crapola get in my way of feeling empowered and sexy and beautiful and alive. And that is what we are talking about on today's episode of the Purpose Girl podcast. But first, I am so excited to tell you guys that I have a totally free training coming up for you December 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern. I am so excited. It's called Be Empowered in 2020, and it is all about going into specifically my five-step process for how to be empowered. Now, this is the process that has led women to go back to school, has led women to get promotions, has led women to start their own businesses has led a woman to leave an abusive marriage, has led a couple of women to write books. Like this is the five-step process and I'm so excited. So it's a totally free training doing it December 16th, 7 p.m. Eastern. Even if you can't make it live, you want to register because then you will get the recording. And specifically, I'm gonna be going over the three pillars of a happy, fulfilled woman, the number one issue that is keeping women from being free and alive and on purpose. And it's probably not what you think. my proven five-step process to becoming the empowered woman that you want to be and how to ensure that you identify and take steps to living your purpose in 2020 so that you are fully happy and fully alive by year end. So you want to make sure that you are joining us. Register at purposegirl.com forward slash 2020, purposegirl.com forward slash 2020. Of course, it's in the show notes. And again, it's totally free. It's a training. It's my holiday gift to you and you want to join us. I want to see you there. So join us, Purpose Girl. 
Second, of course, I need to read the review of the week. This review is coming from CMC1204 on Apple Podcasts, and she says, your podcast is helping me break down my walls and rebuild myself. I am thankful. Oh, goodness, woman. I freaking love you. There is nothing more powerful than breaking down your walls and rebuilding yourself. And what I would actually say is building yourself to who you truly are and who you were meant to be. So I am thankful for you. Thank you for leaving this review. And to all of you out there, if you have not yet left your five-star review, please pause this episode for just 60 seconds. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Write one sentence, two sentences. The reason is that the more you leave your five-star reviews, the more women all over the world are finding us. And that's how the Purpose Girl podcast is ranking so high in Hong Kong, in Macau, in the United States, in Canada, in Mexico, all over the world, because you are leaving those reviews and women are finding us and going, oh, thank God someone finally gets me. Thank goodness there is a place for me to grow and expand and be happier and live on purpose. So in advance, thank you for pausing the podcast for 60 seconds, leaving that two-sentence review. I so, so appreciate you. Okay, now on to our topic. So we are almost at 2020, Purpose Girls. And I don't know about you, but I am already in that dreaming phase. And it's such a balance right now of both super being present and enjoying December because December is so beautiful and has so many fun things, even though I'm Jewish, I'm not even Christian, don't even celebrate Christmas. But like, I love December because it's beautiful. I love seeing the window displays in New York City. I love watching Love Actually. I have a whole December calendar of things that I love. So it's this balance right now of both being so present and enjoying where I am so much, as well as savoring and celebrating the year that has passed, while also envisioning and looking ahead to the future. And it's actually all yummy, right? So it's not that we want to totally abandon the current present moment to plan ahead, because that's going to make you miss out on a million wonderful moments that are happening right now. But you also don't want to only be in the present and not at all thinking ahead because that's when people fail at their New Year's goals and resolutions. So depending on which study you look at, approximately 90% of all New Year's resolutions fail, right? And we've all had that experience where you decide, this is it, this is the year, I'm going to get healthy. You get your gym membership. You are rock solid for the first week or two of the year. You are awesome. You are on it. And then January rolls on and you get busy and your kids need you and you don't make as much time and it's snowing so you don't get over to the gym. And then before you know it, it's February and your so powerful, beautiful resolution is over. Or maybe you've had the experience with a food resolution where you were like, I'm going to eat healthy. And of course, December 31st, you had some sort of party in the house or there was all these Christmas cookies or Hanukkah cookies, all this chocolate. And then January 1, you say, I'm going to get healthy, but there's so much junk, it's like hard to avoid. Or maybe you've had a resolution around, this is the year that I'm finally going to live my purpose. I'm going to figure out what I'm here to do. I'm going to go for it. And you start, you start the new year, you're excited, you're going for it. But then the fear starts to creep in, the doubt starts to creep in. And then you start to say, well, I don't really need that. And I'm really okay in my current job. And well, maybe I can make it better. And maybe I can just be okay with the health insurance or whatever it is. So I want you to think about if you've ever had New Year's resolutions fail, why have yours failed? Why have yours failed? 
Here's what we know from the research about goal setting of why so many resolutions fail. And I might be missing a few in this list, so feel free to email me yours as well. Number one, they're often sudden, right? They're sudden. It's like they're not based on anything. So it's been the holidays one minute. You've been having fun. You've been eating whatever you want. And then the next minute, I'm going to go on a big diet. But like I said, your house is still full of cookies, still full of crackers, still full of junk. It's like it's too hard because it's too sudden. And this is why we want to start planning now. Two, people often don't prepare and set themselves up for success. So similar to the example I just gave with it being sudden, if you've got a house full of junk food, but all you want is to feel healthy, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure because the temptation is right there. The cookies are going, eat me, eat me. It's only January 1st. You can do better on January 2nd, right? So we aren't setting ourselves up for success. Similarly, we aren't letting friends and family know. Right? We got to let our family know in advance, hey, in January, here's my priority. Here's what I'm going for. Here's what I want. And then you've got to schedule it, right? It's preparing. It's setting yourself up for that success. Preparing by scheduling the gym, not just twice a week in January, but in February, in March, in April, all the way through December. It's creating an environment that sets you up for success. All these things I'm going to talk about on the episode of the podcast. Number three, New Year's resolutions are often based on what we don't like about ourselves, right? Something we want to fix. You feel broken in some way. Like you feel like you've been eating like crap over the holidays and you have felt really gross this year. And so that's it. I'm going to be healthy in 2020. And there is some point of desperation making us successful if you allow it to. But for most of us, it does the opposite. We're so focused on what we hate about ourselves And it actually works against the way that your brain naturally works. So your brain is always trying to work for you. Your brain is taking orders from you, whether it seems like it or not. And it doesn't understand the word no, right? So if I say to you, don't think of a purple zebra standing next to a pink elephant on polka dot grass, what are you thinking of? Of course, the zebra and the elephant and the grass. Well, the reason for that is that the brain doesn't hear the word no. What it does is the left side of your brain takes in the information as words. It's the logical side of your brain. The right side of your brain turns it into a picture. And it turns it into a picture because that's actually how we store memory. We store memory in stories and pictures. And that actually helps us to remember more things. It actually helps us to create more in our life. And the way that the brain works is when we're visualizing a picture, the brain actually thinks that it's already happening and it's working for you. So when you say, I want to lose weight, the left side took in the words, the right side, all it hears is weight. And it actually thinks, oh, she wants more weight on her. Cool. I can help with that. So what we want to do is to take advantage of your brain's natural workings, which is your brain creating a big, juicy, delicious, yummy picture of what you want. And then that's going to help you actually achieve it because that's how the brain works. The brain always wants you to achieve what it thinks you're telling it. So. When we create a visualization, a picture of what we desire, and I'm going to get into this more in a moment, you're actually using your brain's natural workings to work for you. But when you start off in the negative about something you don't like about yourself, about your body, your job, your relationship, you are already starting in the negative and that's harder to overcome. The brain doesn't really understand it and it takes much more energy and effort to overcome something that you don't like instead of to go for something that you desire. So when we get into this, I'm going to teach you how to instead focus 2020 on what you desire in the positive. 
Finally, the last reason I'll share why New Year's resolutions don't work is that we don't plan for failure, right? Most people who fall off the wagon, you don't go to the gym on January 20th. You go, oh, see, just like last year, I don't know how to do it. I'm so bad at this. I'll never get on a routine. And then you just give up. Or on February 14th, when people bring Valentine's candy into the office and you eat it, you go, oh, see, I knew I couldn't do it. Or you get rejected from 10 jobs that you apply to and you go, oh, see, I knew I couldn't do it. Forget it. Or you're going after your purpose and you're starting to put yourself out there and people aren't responding to your Facebook posts or you're finding it harder to get into the graduate program you want, whatever it is. We give up too easily. We don't plan for failure. And what we know is that the most successful people in the world fail. We all fail. Michael Jordan failed at making the winning game shot like 26 times. Bill Gates failed multiple businesses. Everybody fails. The ones who actually succeed are the ones who say, okay, I'll dust myself off. I'll see if there's anything I can learn from it and I will get back up. I'll get back on track. And then they wake up the next day and they do. So you ate the candy bar. Who cares? The next day, no more candy bar. In fact, this is happening for me right now. I have been gluten-free for years. And the last month or so, I've just gone gluten crazy. Like I've just been having fun. Josh and I were in Miami and there's this pizza that I love there. And I've been having ice cream cones and I've been having a lot of crackers, holiday time. And just like, it's fine. It's fine. And then last week I felt so gross. Like, honestly, I just felt so bloated. I had tons of gas. My poor husband, I felt really sluggish and I didn't want to admit it, but I'm like, oh, I think it's the gluten. And listen, I've been tested for celiac. I've been tested for all of it. I don't have any of that. But for some reason, my body, I just knew like, ugh. Now I had a choice. I had a choice of beating myself up for saying that I failed with my gluten-free lifestyle for saying, see, I knew I couldn't do it. Or the next day, I could say, okay, as of today, I'm going back to a healthier lifestyle. I love my body so much. I love feeling good so much that I am going to just rock it with the fruits and the vegetables. And that's what I've done the last three days. And I have to tell you, it's been a major difference. But it's all a matter of are you in the positive state of mind or the negative state of mind? Do you allow yourself to fail and get back up? Those are some of the reasons why resolutions fail. Now I want to talk about how does a resolution actually succeed? How do you set yourself up for 2020? So rather than a resolution, I propose that we start with desires, dreams. What would light you up? What would just fill you with joy and make you feel so excited to be alive? What would just get your whole body feeling so happy and juicy and excited about the day, about the week, about the month, about the year? What would really turn you on? Turn you on like the first hot person you fell in love with in high school or college or whatever it is. Like, turn you on. Because when a woman is turned on, when she's excited, when she's lit up, her energy is super palpable, super powerful. And since we're all energetic beings, that is what actually helps to attract and womanifest in what you desire, what you want. In fact, when a woman just has hard goals, I'm going to accomplish X by a certain date and make sure I have the discipline to do it, she actually ends up burnt out and dried up because we're disciplined. 
Every woman I know can get 14 things done at once and do it well. But then we burn out because it's not lighting us up. It's not exciting us. It's not also nourishing our heart and our soul and our juice. And as silly as it might sound, a woman is born to be juicy, to be alive, to be colorful. And so goals are wonderful. They are the masculine. They have a beginning and an end, and they tend to come from the mind. Very often, then, goals are should or supposed to, or they might be I want, like I want to earn $250,000 by the end of 2020, which is great. But if they are fueled by some sort of desire, by some sort of purpose, by some sort of fun, you will burn yourself out. And what we know is we have enough burnt out women in this world. What we actually need are more women who are juiced up and that they are creating their desires from a place of excitement and fun and enrolling others and helping them to achieve it instead of being so head down, must make it happen. Now I am alone. I'm independent. So what I'm going to teach you right now is how to have the desire work with the goal. So we begin with desires, with dreams, with what would light you up and fill you with joy. And then we lead with the feminine. Because the feminine is the place of your intuition, which is what you really desire. The feminine is the place of your heart, which is what would make you feel alive and happy. The feminine is the place of your soul, which would make you feel on purpose and elevated. And when we begin with the feminine, it's more in alignment with who you are. And then we set masculine goals to be of service to the feminine desires. And I'm going to set up the rest of this podcast first with the feminine and teach you how to do that, and then with the masculine goals. So as women, we must be in our bodies. This world is set up in a very masculine way, and this is not man-hating or man-bashing. Rather, just to say that the world has been run by men, the educational system has been run by men, the business system has been run by men, and so it has been set up in a very masculine way. And the masculine way is beautiful. There's structure. It's about doing, 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 getting more done. It's very linear. I do A and then I do B and then I do C. And that's why we all learned how to have goals. And we grew up trying to achieve those goals. You knew if you got certain grades, you would get into a certain college or you would get a certain job. And then you would be able to maybe marry a certain kind of person and have a certain kind of house, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I followed that exactly. Many of my clients followed that exactly and then looked around, burnt out, dried up, going, is this all there is? Because what was missing was the body. And the feminine is the place of the body. And our bodies always tell us what we want. I know you've had this experience where you're listening to a friend talk about her trip to Paris. And some part of you is like, ooh, I want to go to Paris. And then your brain says, you can't go to Paris. What are you going to do with the kids? You can't afford that. Are you crazy? You don't even have a passport. And you shut it down right away. Or you're talking to another friend and she's talking about her new Latin lover. And you feel yourself getting all turned on, except you're, ooh, I want hot sex. Ooh, I want to feel good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Then your brain says, you and your husband don't even spend any time together anymore. You don't even like each other. You have terrible sex life. It's never going to happen. What are you going to do? Cheat on him? Forget it. It's not for you. Boom. You turn it off. Or you're listening to me or to one of my guests on the Purpose Girl podcast, or you're talking to a friend 
who's been starting her purpose work on the side, who's been creating her dream of putting her artwork in the world or of starting her coaching business or of writing a book. And you feel your whole body go, oh, I want that. I want to feel like I'm making a difference. I want to feel like I'm making an impact. I want to be living my purpose. I have a book inside of me or I want to do my artwork or I want a horseback ride. I want to, I want to, I want to. And your brain shuts it off. Well, you have health insurance to pay. You've got a roof to put over your head. You've got responsibilities. Who do you think you are? You're not even good enough. Who would listen to you? Self-doubt, 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 blah, 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 blah. And we shut it off. But our bodies always tell us what we want. I know you've had an experience like that, if not multiple. Then often when we shut it off, we also shut off that desire for the rest of our lives. And so now it's covered up. It's covered up by a should, by a responsibility, by a have to. It's like covered up by gray, cold cement. And then we wonder why we feel so starved for joy. Well, it's because that little juicy, sunshiny, happy dream is inside of you and you've kind of covered it up. It's like you've buried it in the ground and put a coffin around it and put a gravestone on it. Fortunately, though, it doesn't have to stay there. Fortunately, it can come back out. And those dreams always talk to us. They always talk to us in our body. We just have to start listening. The truth is that often your desires that you feel in your body make no sense. It might not make sense to go travel to Paris or join a retreat in Costa Rica or to join my Empowered program. It might not make quote-unquote sense. You think you have no money or you can't do it or responsibilities. Desires often don't make logical sense. But the truth is, when we were little girls, we were following our desires. You wanted a pony. You just told everybody, I want a pony. I want a pony. I want a pony. Now, maybe somebody didn't buy you a pony, but you sure as heck would go to the toy store. You would look up my little pony. You would play with a pony. You'd envision a pony. You let yourself have the desire of a pony. When you were a little girl, you wanted to dance. You danced. You didn't care who was watching. In fact, you did the opposite. You said, watch me. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. Look at me dance. You didn't care that you had no moves, that you weren't Beyonce. In fact, you thought you were Beyonce. That's the best part. So it's actually more natural for us to follow our body and our desires. What is unnatural is that we unlearned this desire. What is unnatural is that we somewhere somehow picked up that we weren't supposed to just dance. Because we then got into second, third grade and we saw other kids were self-conscious or we were told don't dance in synagogue or the mosque and church. Or you were told no 10 times about the pony. We can't afford that. We can't afford that. We can't afford that. And you started to build a story about money and about what's possible. And then you've been living the last 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years in the no, the N-O. And then we make up stories around it, like, well, it's not responsible. Well, I shouldn't. Well, there are other things, right? We make up stories in order to justify our no, in order to justify not going after our desires, not going after our dreams. The fact is that your desires, that's what's going to light you up. That's what's going to bring you happiness. That's what's going to bring you joy. Even if you can't go to Paris for three years, but every week, You let yourself have the pictures of Paris, the dreams of Paris. You make a Paris vision board. Every week, you set aside $20 
so that in three years you can go, you are going to feel so juicy. You are going to feel so alive. You are going to feel so powerful because you listened to the desire first. Instead of ignoring or denying yourself your truth and working like a dog toward the goal and ending up burnt out, instead, women must have pleasurable desires that are fun, enticing, inspiring, make you feel alive, and may make no sense. As I always tell you, dreams are free, Purpose Girls. So this is why, as we go into 2020, I want you to begin with how you desire to feel. To feel. We don't begin with what you want to do. A New Year's resolution or goal is often the weight you want to lose, the job you want to have. It's a goal, and it is what you want to do. And that's awesome. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But if we want to take advantage of the power of our energy, the power of our desires as a woman, the power as a woman to co-create with the universe, the power of our hearts and souls and joy, which is the most powerful force that you have, my love, then you have to begin with a feeling. Research shows that when you feel your future, your brain actually thinks it's already happening. So then your brain begins to make connections and strategies to make it come true. So here's what I want you to begin with. In 2020, how do you desire to feel? How do you desire to feel about yourself? How do you desire to feel about life? How do you desire to feel day to day? How do you desire to feel with your family? How do you desire to feel in your romantic relationships? How do you desire to feel at work? How do you desire to feel? I made a list, so I'll give you some of mine. In 2020, I desire to feel sexy and alive. I desire to feel relaxed and at peace. I desire to feel supported. I desire to feel so supported. My whole body melts when I say that. I desire to feel of service of service to you, of service to women around the globe. I desire to feel of service. I desire to feel healthy. I desire to feel good in my body. I desire to feel in love with myself. I desire to feel in love with life. I desire to feel gratitude, gracious and appreciative every single day, no matter what, even appreciative of the difficult stuff. I desire to feel connected with my partner. And I have to tell you that just saying all these, I can feel them in my body and I can feel myself just getting excited and turned on and at peace and relaxed. And I know what's happening is that my brain is starting to believe that all those things are already true. I mean, many of them are, but my brain is taking the cue from my feeling. It's an amazing, beautiful thing that our brain does. And so my brain is already starting to believe, oh, this is truth. So let's create a life based on this. So the second question is, who do you desire to be? Right. Another way to say it is, how do you desire to show up in the world? So here's my list. I desire to be a mom. I desire to show up confident and visible. I desire to be empowered and use my voice. I desire to be and act like an entrepreneur boss babe. I desire to be on top of my business finances. I desire to be a supportive and appreciative wife 
daughter, aunt, friend, soul sister, mom. I desire to be fun. I desire to be the mentor that you all deserve. I desire to really put myself out there and get over any other stuff so that I show you how to really go for it. I desire to be awesome and know I'm awesome. I desire to be alive in all of it, even the difficult stuff. And so as I start to say that, I have images in my head, right? I have an image of a boss babe who's like so on top of her finances and so has her team together. Oh, I desire to be an awesome boss and an awesome mentor. And when I say that, I get an image of an awesome boss and I can see myself with my team and giving them positive reinforcement and doing gratitude. Like I can see it. This is the power of doing desires first. Your brain is starting to create images of what this looks like and therefore will help you create it. So the next question is, what do you desire to have? Right? This can be have in your day-to-day life, have in your home, have in your family, have in your work life. I desire to have a healthy baby. I desire to have fun and flirt with my husband, with the universe, with the world. I desire to have three speaking engagements a month with companies. Y'all know I speak at companies like Amazon, Capital One, whether it's webinars or it's going live, I desire three a month because that way I can impact so many people at once. It's so powerful. And it's probably my favorite thing to do just to stand on that stage and really work with the audience to uh, live on purpose. I desire to have a couple of months off next summer. I desire to have mad, passionate love with Josh. I desire to have a super powerful, badass team surrounding me, like a team of people who know how to do their Facebook marketing, know how to do social media, know how to create great letters and ads and rock it out, getting me on podcasts and on speaking engagements. I desire a team that is so wanting to be out there in the world and get me and get Purpose Girl out there. I desire a team that is so good at details because I stink at details. I desire a team that's like having fun, loving Purpose Girl, loving on all of you and rocking it out. I desire a posse of other women entrepreneurs who are also doing awesome work in the world. I desire to be surrounded by them and learn from them and with them and teach them and do this together. I desire to have a business mentor who will teach me how to up-level my impact, my business, my revenue, my life. I desire to have spaciousness. For everything to not be like so busy and so rushed all the time, but spacious. And to know that in that spaciousness, I'm creating even more. I desire to have my 2021 retreat schedule set early on. I've never done that and I desire it. So those are some of my desires for what I want to have. And the last category then is what most people start with. But in this process, this feminine purpose girl process, we do it at the end, which is what do you desire to do? So now that you know how you want to feel and who you want to be and what you want to have, now you can say, and based on that, what do I want to do? See how this all works beautifully together? And then we're going to turn it into goals. So don't worry, we're getting to goals, but we're still in the desire place. So I desire my own TV show. Yeah, I want to do my own TV show. I want to do my own radio show too. I desire weekly videos in my newsletter. By the way, do you get my email newsletter? If you are not getting it, what are you waiting for? That is how you get firsthand 
first knowledge of what is going on, not to mention weekly tips and tools and then soon to be videos. So you want to subscribe at PurposeGirl.com, PurposeGirl.com. You'll see it right on the home screen. You'll see it. Get your Living on Purpose guide and weekly newsletter. You put your name, your email, super simple, super easy. I desire to create an online purpose program that at least 100 of you go through, at least 100, because I haven't yet created something for a mass of women to go through. I do my Empowered program, which is for 10 women. I haven't done something that you all can do, but you all can really figure out your purpose and go for it in 2020. So I desire to create that and for 100 of you to go through it together and for us to do it together as a big, powerful sisterhood and to kick ass and be awesome. I desire to teach more women how to be a goddess, how to really be in your sensual, sexy, beautiful self. I don't know what that's going to look like yet, but I desire it. I desire financial abundance to flow to and through us. Like I desire the financial abundance, let's say of like $500,000 to just flow through us. And if you're a little skeeved out that I just mentioned a number, that's an old money story. Why aren't we saying to each other, hey, here's what I want to earn and you're worth it and I'm worth it and we're all worth it and let's support each other to go for it. I desire a world where women support each other in going higher and bigger and are in more financial abundance because when women are in more financial abundance, we then take more care of the world. We contribute more. I desire at least one big trip in the spring with Josh. That's super fun and super sexy. And of course, last, I desire to have a baby, like I said, give birth to a beautiful, healthy, healthy, healthy baby. Now, there's so much more I want to do, but those are just some of my to-dos. And they're all from a place of desire. They all turn me on. They all get me excited. They all make me have fun. And that is why it's going to be so different than just setting a goal. So now I want you to do this. I want you to pause the Purpose Girl podcast. I want you to grab your journal. And I want you to start with how you want to feel. And come up with every word you could possibly feel into. Come up with every scenario. Feeling at work. Feeling at home. Feeling when you get out of bed. Feeling with your family. Feeling with a lover. Feeling, feeling, feeling. And then move to the second. And who do I want to be? And envision the woman. Envision the woman that you were born to be. Who do I want to be? I want to be a queen. I want to be a woman who gives back to society. I want to be a woman who's making an impact. I want to be a woman who's on purpose. I want to be a woman who's on fire. I want to be a boss babe. Who do you want to be? And not just who you should be. It's really easy to put down here the woman you should be. Like you should be an attentive daughter or you should be a great mom. Like, of course, given. Put those down. But if they are coming from a place of should or guilt or any of that, take them off. Because here I want desires, what would light you up. And just know that, of course, those other things are givens. This is what would just make you feel so juicy, so alive, so fun, so in your pleasure, and so on purpose. And then go through and what do you desire to have? And listen, they can be material things. If you desire to have a Louis Vuitton bag, put it down. If that would light you up, you go for it, girl. If you desire to have a boyfriend or three boyfriends, if you desire to have a lover or five lovers, put it down. This is just dreaming. You are entitled to your dreams. This is just getting yourself juiced up. What do you desire to have? And it also could be having things like inner peace. All good. You could have a list that has material and immaterial on it. So good. Whatever would turn you on. And then the fourth category, of course, is what do you desire to do? Now, you don't have to know all this at once. You've got weeks. This is why we are starting this now, because you have weeks until the new year. Not to mention, you can continue this the first month of the year. January can still be a time of dreaming. But for right now, we want to get clear on these desires. We're then going to turn these desires into the masculine goals that you can then achieve. 
But first, I'm going to take a quick break from our sponsor. Setting goals for 2020, we all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run. But even if you try really hard with kale salads and green smoothies, you still might not likely be getting all of the essential nutrients that you need on a daily basis. Enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual's essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of from food. They're clean, absorbable, no shady additives or ingredients that would do more harm to your body. Ritual first approached me to be a sponsor of the podcast, and I said yes, and it's only after I took it as a sponsor that I started paying for it myself. I love it so much because it makes me feel so good. No nausea when I take it. It makes me feel alive. I feel like I'm getting everything I need. Ritual is traceable and transparent. If you're an obsessive label reader, all of Ritual is vegan-free, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, allergen-free. Better health doesn't happen overnight, but right now Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during the first three months. 10% off. This will so help you reach your 2020 goals. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com forward slash purpose girl to start your ritual today. Again, that's 10% off for the first three months at ritual.com forward slash purpose girl. You will love them. And then we'll be vitamin buddies because I take them every day. So now that you know your desires and what will light you up and fill you with joy and make you feel so juicy, even if some of them are quote unquote unpractical, okay, we're not worried about that yet. What you now can do is turn those into goals, hard and fast goals. Now, the prevailing rule of thumb with goals is something called a SMART goal, right? What we know from researchers, Locke and Latham, who are the top researchers in goal setting, is that your goals need to be measurable. They actually need to be a little bit challenging. They need to be time-bound. They need to have a certain date. You need to know, did I achieve them or I didn't achieve them? And so we can take any of your desires and turn it into a goal that now you're using your brain in service of your feminine, you're using your masculine in service of your feminine, and you are not only setting great goals, but you are achieving them. So many people know about SMART goals. And if you don't, here's what a SMART goal is. First of all, the S stands for specific. So too often we're like, oh, I want to lose weight. Oh, I want to get a new job. Like those are good. They're okay. But they don't tell your brain specifically what you want. And here's what we know about your brain. Your brain is taking orders from you. Remember the elephant and the zebra? So you have to be super specific with your brain about what you want, about what the goal is, because then you can create a picture of it, a very specific picture. And when you have a picture, your brain thinks it's happening and starts to work for you. So a SMART goal is specific. It's measurable. You know I achieved it or I didn't. Now, this is not to beat yourself up. Rather to say, oh, okay, I didn't quite achieve that goal. Let me look at why or why not, and what could I do differently? What can I learn from this? But a SMART goal is specific. It's measurable. Number three, it's A, it's attainable. So you want a goal to be challenging, but still attainable, right? If you set the goal, I'm going to run an ultra marathon this year, and you are not at all a runner, that might be a little too challenging, a little too overwhelming, because an ultra marathon is like 50 miles or 100 miles or something crazy. However, a challenge for you, if you are a zero-mile runner right now, might be to run a 10K, which is six miles. Huh, okay, that's challenging, but I can do it. That's possible. So again, we want it to be challenging. We want it to be attainable because the more we attain our goals, the more goals we want to go for. It is an absolute cycle of upward positivity. Fourth, the R is realistic, so similar to attainable, like this is actually doable. And the fifth, the T is timely or time-bound. There is an absolute specific timing on it. 
and you can evaluate, I did it in this timing or I didn't do it this timing. And so SMART goals have been found to really help somebody to set that goal. And so let's go back to one of my desires. I have a desire to have financial abundance and flow to and through my family. Okay, so that is beautiful. It turns me on. It gets me excited. I can visualize it. But it's not specific in terms of knowing, okay, now how do I know if I did it or I didn't do it? Now, the reason we want to have a SMART goal and we want to turn our very feminine desires into the masculine is so that we actually can take action steps in doing it. Because as much as I love manifesting or womanifesting and attracting what you desire, a huge part of womanifesting is taking action. We actually have to work with the universe and we have to take action forward. So what we want to do is the financial abundance of flow to and through us is beautiful, but I want to turn that into a smart goal. So I want to be specific. What does financial abundance mean? Well, financial abundance is $500,000 for my business. It's for what we invest in. It's for the work that we need to do. It's for my team. It's for my family. So it's specific. It's measurable. I can know I did it or I didn't do it. However, it's only measurable if I set a time on it, right? There's the T. So it's a desire to earn $500,000 for my business and family by December 31st of 2020. Then I can look at, is this attainable? Is it realistic? Well, for me, that would be about doubling my income. And I also desire, if you remember, to take two months off in the summer. So it might not be so realistic because I intend to take two months off. And at the same time, I'm going to keep it as a challenging yet attainable goal because I also know that I'm hiring a mentor this year who's going to help me to really increase my impact. That's like the biggest goal. So that becomes a smart goal. Okay, now you have a goal like that. Now, often what can happen is your brain starts to freak out. Oh my God, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to run a 10K. I don't run at all. I don't know how to double my business. I don't know how to start a business. I don't know. Forget it. And your brain just wants you to run away and go back to safety. So this is where my dear friend, Amelia Zivotovskaya at the Flourishing Center, she calls it smart plus goals. And she's added in a few pieces that are plus that really help you to not only set a goal, but to achieve them. So the Flourishing Center runs the Certificate in Applied Positive Psychology program that I teach in. And it's this incredible program where you get six months of deep dive into the research and learning the application of positive psychology, the science of happiness and human flourishing. And this is a piece that we always teach in the program. And it's incredible, absolutely incredible program. We have a link in the show notes if you want to look at it for 2020. So the first plus part of Smart Plus is to break your goal into small steps. I mean the smallest of the smallest of the smallest steps. Now, here's why. Our brains are nearly identical to our early ancestors. And they were not thinking six months or one year or five years out. Okay, we have the ability to vision. So I want you to envision and feel and desire three years from now, two years from now, six months from now. When you set a goal, though, Our early ancestors were only thinking about three days ahead. Do we have enough food for the next three days or maybe the next month? Do we have enough food to make it through the rainy season? So they were thinking of smaller goals and therefore that's how our brain works. And our brain needs the smallest of the smallest of the small goal to work on. So let's say you have a goal around writing a book in 2020. The smallest of the smallest of the smallest goal is not a chapter. The smallest of the smallest of the smallest goal is not even an outline. The smallest of the smallest of the smallest goal is opening your computer and writing the words day one or whatever it is for you or chapter one. That's the smallest goal. And then you can go, yes, I did it. So here's another part of our smart plus. You celebrate the heck out of every small step that you take. 
Because then what you're doing is you're utilizing your brain's desire to approach what's good. This is why gratitude works. This is why savoring works. This is why celebrating and bragging works. The more you celebrate, the more your brain goes, oh, we're doing something good. Do more of that. When I ran my marathon, the smallest step was a mile. But in reality, it wasn't. I could have started because I was a non-runner with a quarter mile. And then I could have celebrated the heck out of myself with a quarter mile. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so awesome. I'm so awesome. So you want to break it down into the smallest, smallest, smallest step. And that is a big piece where people fall off. They have these huge New Year's resolutions. And again, they're not specific and they're not smart plus and all that kind of thing. But then they don't have a small step. So just say I'm going to get healthy, right? Put it into a smart goal and then say, and the smallest first step is I'm going to watch a five-minute workout video tomorrow. Yes, that's a small step. Or I'm going to eat an apple today. Yes, small step. Number two, part of the plus is use your brain's natural working to approach what is good. I mentioned this at the beginning why a lot of New Year's resolutions fail. So rather than saying, I want to lose weight, where your brain says, wait, instead flip it into, I want to be healthy. I want to be so healthy, I can run after my grandchildren on the floor. Right? Go for the approach goal. And then this is Karen Rockine, Purpose Girl, adding in to the plus Make it on purpose. Ask yourself, why? Why do I want this? Paint the picture of why you want something. Make it an approach goal. I'm going to get to know my purpose and be clear on it in 2020. Awesome. Right? So we want to have that positive approach goal instead of, oh, I hate my job. I got to get out of here. That does not use your brain's natural workings. That will just keep you in your old job. So you want to have the approach goal that is so positive and you can have a picture of it. Number three, a primer. So a primer is anything that surrounds you that reminds you of your dream, your desires on a daily basis. So many people do a vision board, right? You might have a vision board of the trip you want to take and the purpose in your life, the finding purpose, the having the sisterhood, the having the romance, whatever it is. And then you keep that vision board in front of you. And it's a daily reminder. And the more you have it in front of you, the more you're telling your brain, this is what I desire. This is what's happening. This is true. So you're, again, using your brain's natural workings. You're keeping it in front of you. And you can have a primer. You can set it as an alarm on your phone. It can be the screensaver on your computer. We want to really have our desires. It could be in vision board format. It could be in word format. I love using sticky notes. When I open up my closet door, I've got sticky notes that have my dreams and desires and goals on them. I can read them while I'm getting dressed in the morning. However you do it, you want to have primers in front of you. Number four, you're going to want to fall off the wagon. You're going to be so awesome at writing that book for the first month, and then you're totally going to have no words. You're going to have a creative brain fart. You're going to be stuck. You're not going to feel like it. You're going to feel bloated. Everyone's going to want your time. Blah, I don't even want to do this. And then six months later, you still haven't done it. Unless you do the smart plus thing here, which is you plan for the moment when you want to fail when you want to step off of the desire or dream or goal. And you say to yourself, instead of letting myself get sidetracked, if I have the desire to not work on my book, I will take one day off. And then I will come back the next day. And even if I have no words, I will write in my journal, I have no words, I have no words, I have no words, I have no words, I have no words until words come. And I will do that every day until words come. Similarly, if you have a desire or a goal to get healthy, then you would have a plan in advance. 
that instead of dessert, when you want dessert, you'll make yourself yummy vanilla tea. That's something that Amelia says all the time. So you want to plan for the moment when you want to kind of fall off the wagon. The next plus is accountability partners. None of us are meant to do this alone. None of us can do it alone. We all need people who are cheerleading us, supporting us. I was just talking about this with a coaching client yesterday. She has her big goal for 2020. She knows what she wants. And we were saying, how do we set her up for success? One of the things we know about her is that she loves receiving accolades. And we also know that she has moments where she doesn't feel like working. She just wants to go home or she just wants to chatter away in the office. She just wants to forget about it. Well, we all have those moments. No problem. So as we talked about what to do if she finds herself wanting to give up for a day or for a week or whatever it might be, we did that plus part. The second then is setting herself up with accountability partners. So number one, she has me. This is a huge reason why people work with a coach like me is that you have someone who is in your ear, guiding you, cheerleading you, believing in you, giving you tools, giving you resources there when you fall off, getting you back on, keeping you on track. It is huge. This is why people who have coaches are much more likely to achieve their goals than people who do not. Similarly, you can have accountability buddies or partners in your colleagues, in your friends. I've got several group text strings with other women entrepreneurs where we text each other if we need some motivation, we need some support. And so that's what this client and I set up yesterday. She's going to go and ask four of her other colleagues if they can be on a text string together where they support each other, they lift each other up. And first of all, then that makes her such a leader. How awesome is that? Two, it gives her the support that she needs to stay on track. Accountability matters. Accountability partners matter. All of those are my dear friend and colleague Amelia's Smart Plus goals. The one I will add, I mentioned briefly, the most powerful thing you can do with any of your goals is to know your why, to have purpose behind them. Why do you want it? It's not just that you want to lose weight because you feel gross. That kind of goal never works. You want to put it into the SMART goal of being healthy and what that looks like in specific. And then I want you to get into why. What will your life be like when you're healthy? How will that support your work? How will that support your purpose? How will that support your family? What will you be able to do because you're healthy that you weren't able to do before? Is it running around if the grandchildren? Is it making love all night? Is it having the stamina to start your purpose business on the side while you're still doing this job? Why? Your why will make the difference of whether you achieve your goal or not because your why keeps you on track. Even if you fall off for a day, a week, a month, as soon as you reconnect with your why, you get back on. So take a purpose business, for instance. Let's say you're just so fed up at work. You know this isn't for you. You have an idea. You know you're desiring so much to be a coach. You're desiring so much to do energy and be a healer in the world. You're desiring so much to write your book. And if you've gotten this far in the podcast, you're getting the goals down, which is great. The next thing is why? What is the purpose behind that purpose business? And you can have whys that are about you, that you want freedom, you want time freedom, you want spaciousness, you want to set your own schedule, you want to be the one who decides how much money you make. You also can have impact whys, that you want to leave a legacy for your family, you want to teach people your wisdom, you want to empower the world, you want to share how to get out of abusive relationships, whatever your why is. And you can have multiple whys, but your purpose will keep you on track. 
my dear Purpose Girls, there are plenty of days when I want to give up on Purpose Girl. It's not always easy to have my own business. It can be lonely. Look, I'm going to cry. I'm here in my basement alone taping this for you. And when I have a day where I don't feel like it, well, first of all, I let myself rest. I let myself, right? That's part of my plan for failure plan is to let myself have a day of rest or to have a day where I take care of myself. That's part of my plan of planning to possibly fall off or fail, right? And then inevitably, I always come back to my why. And I'm like, why is you? My why is you? Because I believe that every single woman on earth was born for purpose. The Dalai Lama said that Western women are going to save this world, and I believe it. I believe that now is the time for women everywhere to step into their full power, step into their voice, to be the ones who lead their families in doing something meaningful, in being of impact, in being conscious instead of just consumers. I believe that now is the time every woman has been through so much, whether you have been through divorce or abuse, or you were abandoned when you were younger, or you learned that you weren't good enough, now is the time the world needs your voice. And the way we are going to heal and thrive is you sharing your voice, you sharing your purpose. That's why I'm so passionate about this. And every woman needs to be happy. We are the leaders of this world. And so that is my why. And if I ever forget, that's all I need to remember to get back on and come either down into this podcast studio, write a blog, make some phone calls about doing some speaking engagements. Because I know that this work matters. And I know it's needed. And your purpose is needed too. Your purpose is needed too. So Purpose Girls, as we have just a few weeks left of 2020 or whenever you're listening to this episode of the podcast, know that I believe in you. I believe in your ability to not only have all your desires, but to achieve all your goals. And I believe in you as a woman and as a purpose girl. And I know that we're in it together. And so with that, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast. If you did, please go ahead and pause for two minutes. Go on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave your five-star review. Just take 60 seconds, just one minute, two sentences. I'd be so grateful. And you're helping to change the world one woman at a time when you do it. If you're not yet getting my newsletter, make sure you go to PurposeGirl.com now because I will be launching new things in 2020 and that's how to be the first to know. And some of them you need to be the first to know because there's a limited space. Three, remember that I am holding a absolutely free call on December 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern. And whether you can make it live or not, you want to register at PurposeGirl.com forward slash 2020, PurposeGirl.com forward slash 2020, because I will be sharing my five-step exclusive process that has led dozens of women to be empowered. I will be sharing the three pillars of a happy, fulfilled woman. I will be sharing the number one mistake or issue that women have of being empowered. So you want to make sure that you are joining me to keep this going. Finally, if you haven't yet joined the Purpose Girls Facebook group, what are you waiting for? We are a community of almost 2,000 women who are supporting one another in living our dreams, following our purpose, being our biggest, best self. I want you to join now. Go on over there. And of course, the best thing you can do is to share this podcast with every woman you know, your mom, your sisters, your daughters. That is how we change the world, one woman at a time. As always, may you live purposefully, may you love yourself, and may you love life. Bye for now.